Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Before we start with this week's episode, I have two announcements to make. The first announcement is that the Trust Your Intuition Challenge, um, five-day challenge that I was going to run in my group has been rescheduled. It was supposed to start today, but it's going to start in two weeks' time. So please change the dates in your diary, and I'm sorry for the inconvenience. The second announcement, which I think I made already last week, is that we have a brand new series of uh, interviews on inclusion and diversity. And our first guest, Mike Bowles, today is one of the first um, representative of diverse backgrounds in business. So I'm making this video uh, on a bit of a whim. Uh, it's it's a video that I'm really excited about because I met Matt uh, in the online world, let's say through Facebook, and it's the first time we actually talk to each other. Um, but I got incredibly excited about what Matt does because of, um, yes, I know, and I saw your book as well. And if I had the time to read books, and I, I know that sounds like an excuse, but it's <laughs> not. Um, can, do you have your book at hand that you could show on the video? Of course. Um, good. <laughs> Fitter Confidence Universe. And and I'm really excited about Matt's book because and Matt in general, the work that he does, because I I want to be an uh, ally to the LGBT community. And I when I say I want, I have a lot to learn and I, I recognize You are that, already though. The fact that you um, can I just say the fact that you always already said you want means you are. Like, yeah. don't worry about the detail. Like, you will, we're all on a journey with this, but sorry, Carrie, I just wanted to no, just no. praise okay. you already. Well, I, I know it's not about me today, but I will say that actually at uni, uh, when I get, did my gap year in the UK, most of my friends were gay and <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good time. I just <laughs> found them to be, I don't know if it's true, Matt, um, and you'll probably feedback on me. I found them to be more fun and lighthearted to be around than than straight people generally and I don't know why they liked being friends with me but it just gelled so um I have this this fondness for um for gay men uh, um because I've known so many who were wonderful <laughs> and and then it's interesting because when I became a mother I said to myself and I had I knew I was expecting a son uh I said it one thought pops in my mind and I said you know it would be absolutely fine if I had a gay son and that's just not an issue for me yep um turns out that my elder son is not gay uh, and I'm not going to out any of my sons but I do have mm. actually one trans uh son and I have one non-binary child and interestingly enough I'm just going to uh, wedge this before our conversation but my non-binary binary child has already faced some problems in secondary school because of the fact that they put boys and girls in separate groups and categories or mm. in, in PE. 
Mm. And and he was saying how he felt that he doesn't belong and it, it makes it forces him to make choices that are uncomfortable for him. So I guess that's the start of this conversation, actually, really. Mm. Um, this this video is intended. I'm going to put it as a public video on my YouTube channel, even though my YouTube channel has nothing to do with this. <laughs> but I think it's important. Uh, I wanted to have as much reach as possible. Um, so my YouTube channel is more about intuition in business, mm -hmm. uh, but I do run, um, well, let's say I created, because this is actually a community and it has nothing to do with me. I'm just a curator, uh, a group for parents of trans kids um, who are adults. And I thought that interviewing you today, Matt, would be wonderful um, t as a resources for um my communities but the, it's not the immediate community obviously but I know that the parents will be very keen to point people in your direction and to your book because I know from first-hand experience uh, with my children that when you're trans you have usually I would say more complex body issues than mm. than um people who are not trans have yep. does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah dysphoria absolutely there's this four year, but there's also several levels of, of wanting to belong and not belonging and feeling different in ways that mm. are probably very uncomfortable. And of course, I have no idea what it feels like, mm. but I can only imagine. So, mm. Matt, please first introduce yourself to yeah. our audience and yeah. um, and tell us what got you to do what you, you're doing. Oh, fab. Well, look, th hi, Ange. Thank you so much for... Uh, yeah, with this opportunity to have a lovely chat. So my name is Matt Boyles. I run an online fitness company called Fitter Confident You. And the shorthand of that is it's online personal training tailored for gay, bi and trans men. Now, to just caveat that as before anyone <laughs> tries to cancel me, the reason uh, I don't say LGBTQ or lesbians or gay girls or trans women even is not because... I wouldn't work with them. I absolutely would. The point is, I am a cisgendered male with uh, who is gay, and that is the life and the experience that I have and know intimately. And my belief is always that lesbians, trans women, would be better served by someone who understands that experience, that body, that drive more than I do. Um, so, yeah, that's like I just I work with and that I can support the people I understand best. And I think that's fair for anyone. Um, I got into this because uh, at school I was a very skinny, spindly child. And I went to a school in the 80s that only played rugby, basically. And funnily enough, I didn't like being beaten up in the mud twice a week in winter um, <laughs> like some of the other boys did. And there wasn't really any other provision. If they said they assumed if you weren't good at rugby, you weren't good at anything else. So there was there was very little provision for other fitness sport encouragement. So I went through school, teenage years, even my 20s, thinking that fitness and sport was what other people did. And then it wasn't until I started to do it on my terms that I suddenly started to go, oh, hang on, this doesn't feel like how I thought it would. And my mind is changing, my energy is better, and I'm sleeping, and I'm my body's like getting stronger. All these other things that never crossed my mind. And then as I realized it really, uh, as a gay man, it helped me find my voice, myself, my boundaries. And I reasoned, oh, well, there might be a few other people like me out there who I could help with this and encourage, but also do it on our terms. Because 
the fitness industry especially had always felt like a boys club that I wasn't invited to. It was very serious, black and white photos, moody people doing serious fitness, serious stuff. Um, and that, that isn't me. Um, I'm well, I, and then again, another caveat, my fitness training that I do is all very science-based and serious and baby steps and sensible, but my, my sense of humor and personality, which you may have already picked up on is very lighthearted and silly. And I wanted to bring elements of that into what I do. So uh, I was working in marketing. And then about 11 years ago, I started becoming a personal trainer, became a regular trainer at first, like working in the park. And that was fine. And it was great to have experience in the fitness industry. And then about five years ago, I started moving online. Now I just am online. And that was also when I niched and started working specifically with my amazing community. And then fast forward, here we are now talking to you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, it's fun that you talk about niching. Maybe we can talk about that because I had to learn about niching when I went online as well in 2015. Mm. Before that, you, it's good to niche, but you don't feel the need to. So um, generally people don't, they just set no. up. You know, I, I set up, I was back then a tarot reader and, and a clinical hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. And you just go to a clinic where other people do similar things to you. And, and that's it. So niching is really good. And that's actually what made me so excited about your work. So oh, thank you. Um, so I'd like to maybe if you could talk to. So this video is geared to parents of, um, let's say, gay um trans mm. and i probably forgot what you said at the start because for me this is like a, a long list of things <laughs> I, I still get confused um so um first to talk to parents uh what what would you say to them and how can they help their own kids um maybe with their body confidence um and then i'd like to you to move into the the meat of the thing is maybe your top three tips for um, for the community that you serve that that is going to make them feel more comfortable starting maybe and maybe they're already on it but starting a journey of of fitness Fab. okay so what i what i found firsthand and what all, but everyone discovers as they get into it is when you take a, a make a positive choice when you make a decision to do something good for yourself that alone can be a great lift and then when you continue taking those actions, and like I said, baby steps underpins everything I do. So it never feels too much. Life is full on enough as it is without your fitness or your well-being routine to be like, oh my God, it's so much. I can't balance this as well. So build up, build up very slowly. But like helping people have that volition to, to do something good for themselves and then realize like the power of it. And that that also links in. So I never ever talk about appearance as a reason to do this because so much of the fitness industry uh, especially says get beach body ready get your like yeah. abs for christmas or anything nonsensical like that which is so short term and so um like placing the 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 value on body and what it looks like is so short sighted as well because um like like a body is is immaterial it's what you do with it it's what's up here between your ears that makes a makes someone interesting or good or, or valid or, or whatever they bring to the table so what i would always say is a start slow but give yourself that grace to to get into it and and make sure there's no focus on appearance and yes your body will change when you do get into a fitness routine of some sort in and you and who knows how but if you have either a specific 
like body image or even some people have like a celebrity in mind. Oh, I want to look like him. That is literally impossible. You don't have his body. You, However hard you work out, you will never look like them because you can't. But you can celebrate the doing. You can start to become aware of all the other ways you benefit. So maybe you start to sleep a bit better. Maybe you have a bit more energy the next day. Maybe your mood is a bit better the next day. And maybe that has a positive ripple effect to the people around you. Like these are such amazing things. So celebrating and becoming aware of all the ways you can progress is powerful. But also, yes, look at the physical progress you make. And it doesn't. this doesn't need to be about workouts. It could be encouraging a young person to join a team of something. But again, maybe a gay team or maybe just an inclusive one or maybe like making sure it's done on their terms. It's not about like, I don't think my parents will listen to this. I don't think they'll probably even remember. But there was a time, how old was I? I reckon I was 13 and they made me go, I don't know if they made me, but there was a lot of coercing of me going to a football camp for a week in one summer. I absolutely hated it. Like I've still got a lot of memories. (laughs) It's funny. Do you know what? Genuinely, I haven't thought about that for a while, but it just popped up like, and I, I think they did it in a nice way. They did it. Oh, you know, he, we want him to be. He's. We want him to be one of the boys. We want him to really get in and get into sport. And it just was five days of. I don't want to say hell. That's overstating it. But I. It was five days of feeling uncomfortable, not liking it, not really getting on with any of the boys, and like that did nothing. That <laughs> if anything, that put me off rugby, football, things like that, even more. Like especially nowadays, like 30 years later, there's so much choice out there. There's so many ways you can encourage people into a a bit of action. Like maybe it's a hula hooping class. Maybe it's like, there's so many things, maybe walking park run at the weekend, like just, but, but helping people see and understand the power of their bodies is so powerful because when you start to realize what you can do, it unlocks things in your mind and you realize, oh, well, I can do that. Maybe I could do that. And it's just those little like mm. breadcrumbs of, oh, what's next? I'm waffling. I wonder if I could ship was in a good? little bit. No, that was really good. But I, first of all, I saw on your page, I really liked that. <clears throat> you had a post about how sometimes we fall off our routine and it happens all the time. And I think there's a bit of an energy of, the same as in dieting if you fall off your fitness routine then that's it that's a disaster yeah. da, 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 da. and I don't oh. think that's the case and I've fallen off mine several times um so I wanted to point that out um that it's a message I really like from you oh. um that you know life happens and then so you probably have some techniques to help people get back into the routine uh when they there's a whole mindset issue i think there's a, yeah. a big mindset and i don't know if um personal trainers usually look into the mindset sorry mindset side of things uh but it it feels like you do oh i absolutely do because it is so much of the battle and honestly if i had a pound for every time someone came to me with this all or nothing mentality uh i, I don't know i probably have 100 pounds uh, <laughs> but it's rife and it's I don't quite know where it comes from. Maybe it comes maybe it comes from school because at school you either pass or fail exams. So people internalize that and even 30, 40, 50 years later they pass or fail their fitness. So again, this is what we're battling. Years and years of ingrained, oh I have to do this perfectly otherwise it doesn't work. Nonsense. Anything good you've done for yourself is something good you've done for yourself. And I always say uh, actually even just the language you use there um Ange about you fell off 
um, yeah. what you were doing. So that it, people also call it the wagon. They say, oh, I'm on the wagon yeah. now. Um, or oh, I fell off the wagon. Oh, I'm going on holiday soon. I've got to get on the wagon. Here, I'm going to blow your mind. I don't believe there's a wagon at all. I think there's <laughs> just you doing good stuff for yourself when you can. And sometimes we can do a bit more, sometimes a bit less, and sometimes we pause. But as long as you just pick it back up again with help, professional help, your friends, however, as long as you started it again, it will continue to work and you don't need to go back to the start. You just yeah. need to baby steps and the wheels will get turned. No, if I say wheels turning again, that sounds like I'm, I'm talking about a wagon. wagon. Yeah. I just mean your metaphorical life will keep moving, uh, workouts will keep moving forwards again. Yeah, and I like the idea of movement rather than exercise anyway. Yes. So that's a good one as well. Yes. Um, I didn't think I would share that, but it's a fun, I think it's a fun thing. I actually was um, prompted. I had an impulse to start running. I'd never run in my entire life before wow. at age 44. And I'd good never for run for my entire life. I wouldn't even run to catch a bus. I hated running so much. And like literally overnight, I was like, I want to run now. Huh. Um. <laughs> There's a story behind that, but I, I'm not going to share it because I don't think it's relevant to the audience we're serving today. But sometimes you can get inspired by something um, or you could even ask, you know, like try and push. It was because of the mindset that I was thinking of that anecdote. Mm. Um, you know, I'd never considered myself a runner and yet I became one overnight. So there's nothing that you can't do. Amazing. Do yeah. I love that. That also links to exactly what you were saying with mindset about uh, the, the the identity statements we make. I am not a runner. You became a runner. So actually, I'm not a runner yet is a nicer way to look at it because I haven't tried it. Maybe I'll try it and I'll see how it works out. And maybe running wouldn't have worked out for you, but it did. But it's those hard and fast I am statements that can really hold us back. So actually, a client recently said to me, oh, I'm a born procrastinator. And I said, hang on. Were you actually born a procrastinator? Like when you no. were a toddler, <laughs> did you procrastinate running over to the sandpit? No, of course not. So like listening to how we describe ourselves yeah. is so powerful and, and changing it. He's not a born procrastinator. He just procrastinates now about some things that he maybe he's not sure about or doesn't like or like, but you can change that. And like listening out for how you speak, I think is really, is a big and you step. Know what? Tying back to school experiences, my hate of running came from yeah. school experience as well, because in there athletics back in Paris, where I we did PE, we had to run on a, a proper running track, <laughs> and I was I was always the last one. I was always red and puffy, and and, and people laughed at me, yeah. and so I hated running with a passion. So, um, and I I think, but I think a lot of people who are going to watch this video are going to relate with those feelings of mm. humiliation of not being sport because school that's what i was thinking when i was listening to what your parents you know encouraging you to go to that camp etc i mm. think they are and and it's in every topic at school they're looking for um the, those who excel to i'm going to say groom it's not in this in the window but to groom them into you know, universities, competition, performance, etc. So they're mm. they're sort of looking for talent within, and sometimes they focus too much on the talent and the results rather than the experience. And I can, I'm going to make a parallel with art. Mm. So I've always been good at art, but I'm I feel bad that there's so much pressure on the artistic side of things in art classes or in performance in art classes. So then there's artists, those who are artistic and those who not. Yep. I think we're all artistic and we can all benefit from, um, you know, 
using color, using creativity for our well-being. And I think we're finally get a little bit to that point. I I think in the con- you know the collective consciousness maybe in culture, but it's not filtered enough into school, if that mm. makes sense. So we lose the joy in movement. We lose the joy in messing up with clay or whatever it is that we do. And I think I love that you're bringing the joy back into movement. Is that yeah. is that your tagline, or because that's <laughs> that's what I feel? Would be it's not really... my ta- not my official tagline on LinkedIn, but it definitely underpins my approach. Like, have fun with it. Um, so I call. So I said, I said, my company is called Fitter Confident You. My clients are called Fitter Confident Unicorns. So like, I like that. <laughs> that is not something you would have seen in gyms five years ago. People using phraseology like that, but just make it fun and. Yeah, make it accessible. And, that That's another thing, making sure everyone feels included and if they want to do it, they're welcome. And also it, it brings me back to observing my four kids as they went through the schooling system. Mm. Until they start school, kids don't need fitness classes. They are constantly <laughs> in movement. They love moving. They have a joy about their body and how movement is, is joyful for them. But then yeah. they're forced to sit down for most of the school day and so then they have to add the fitness in because they took it out to start with (laughs) and then they add it in in a way that feels forced at times that maybe the kids don't want to move um and it's just so scary (laughs) it is and and add to that as well so obviously puberty for everyone is tough like no one's saying anyone has an easy ride between say 11 and 19 but if you layer in then as I was gay and realizing I felt different and even more so a trans child or non-binary child feeling even more removed from in inverted commas the norm um you've got all this extra complexity to deal with and then you've got to go and get changed with all these people at school and you've got to go and do an activity that might stress you out and like it's it's a tough time and forcing yeah people to adhere to those super strict boys do rugby girls do netball or whatever the ruling is like i think is tough now that the the good thing is i have some young nieces and nephews and it does seem there's there's so much more provision now and support at a younger age at least in the schools in the areas where where they've been going so there's it does give me hope that there is just just uh, just a few more options for people to use their body in that way that helps them understand their own power and feel good yeah. Okay. So what would be your top three tips? So you, I think you gave one, which is small steps. Oh yes. For body confidence. Yeah. What would be your other two? Uh, so yeah, small baby steps. I, I sort of said this, but focus, trying not to focus on the, um, yeah. on yeah, their yeah. body, on the appearance at all, and just, or at least include it as one of the ways, one of the metrics, the many metrics. Um, and then the other thing, now this is sometimes sound counterintuitive, especially as we're both in sort of an online business thing and everyone's like goals, goals, goals. But the problem with goals uh, is like you might not hit them. They might be so if you only set like I want to do X in six months, like that's not going to be motivating because there's going to be you're, if you're not noticing and aware of things along the way, like why would you stay the course if you can't see anything changing or developing? So uh, either and this is very controversial, don't tell Lisa, don't set goals at all. Or I like to set, pro- I call them process or action goals. So the goals being, I will do I will do two bits of movement the, each week. And, and then you can add identity statements to that. I'm the sort of person who, do, who works out twice a week. 
And then you can tick those off and feel good for that and get that little dopamine hit of, oh, I, I did what I said I'd do. My two workouts, brilliant. And that's enough. And celebrating that, like that, those become intrinsic motivate motivators, reasons you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're not doing it for the outside world. And that's really powerful for self-esteem and how we see ourselves as well. Do you know what I was listening to you? I was thinking it's the same as when you do a, a big launch. Um, and, and and that's we're going back to our, our common yeah. you know, Lisa, is that you want to have metrics that measure that you've showed up and that you've increased your reach and that yeah. you've actually um, done all these things and not completely focused on the results. And I so that I see that parallel for sure. It's funny we bring it back to business actually, <laughs> but um, but it's very important because otherwise you feel like a failure even though you've done all these steps that are amazing. And exactly. I think that's I, I completely get it. I think you're right. Yeah. If you only focus on the outcome, then you might be dis- like, if that's the one thing you hang all your hopes and pressure on, then of course, if that doesn't go to plan, you might feel undermined, underwhelmed. Um, and just, I know you said three, but another one would just be keep an eye, if they're depending on the age of the, the child, like, and it's not, it's impossible to do this all the time, but keep an eye on the social media they're consuming because like, Again, I'm going to say, like, I don't think I don't think my sister will listen to this, but her young, her daughter, who's about 14, 13, 14. That's terrible. No, she's 14. Um, she's so lovely. She she does do loads of sport. She, and I, she's very, like, I was going to say well-adjusted, but she's just cool and she's really nice. Um, but she was using this, playing this game on her phone that was you had to dress these models who were like walking for these animated models and you had to dress them and they were going to school, but they had like hyper sexualized, unrealistic female bodies. And she was playing it and she was playing it against a friend. And then like, however you dress the models, like you get scored. Like it, it just felt so like, she's so brilliant. And she, she plays rugby and does all these different things and she's really active. And I, I guess Maybe I'm not giving her credit that she can see through that. And maybe she did just see it as a game. But part of me says she's still at an age where she doesn't quite have that filter to be able to understand, well, this is nonsense and women don't look like that. Literally, it was an impossible body. So like skinny legs and tiny waist. Um, And I just thought it just made me a bit uncomfortable. This is not a healthy game that she should be, that would be, that it's helping her. Like as, as like, even if even if I reckon she could see through it, I reckon there's still like a little bit of that ingrains of like, that's how I should look like. I could be speaking out of turn. I obviously I don't I can't speak for her, but from my well, outside. I would say, yeah. And and I think I, I think you're right in mentioning this because I suppose even though we're aiming this at uh, parents of adults, kids, kids are always kids yeah. parents, even when they're adults. Um, I think a lot as a clinical hypnotherapist, I know that when you play games, your mind gets into the trans mode and because it gets into the trans mode, it sort of takes away the filter, the yeah. critical mind yeah. and it goes straight in. And the more you consume that sort of um, uh, content, whether it's a magazine, but I mean, like they're bombarded from left, right and center. So, yes. um, but it, I, I, guess I, I have conversations point. with them. To, yeah. To conversations say, are important. What do you think about this? yeah an easy way yeah um do you know what it it goes for adults as well like people scrolling instagram and not realizing because again that you're in that trance because that the apps want you to be in that trance of just scrolling and this is something i say to all my clients every once a month at least go through who you're following and get rid of people who make you feel crap 
Like <laughs> you can curate a, a, an, a social media feed that does lift you up, that inspires you. It doesn't have to be people who maybe you followed them because you thought it would inspire you because they work out or they're on the beach or all of that or whatever, but they're probably making you feel a bit crap. So just get rid of them. Okay. And do you know what? I'd like to finish this interview with you with a word on inclusion and diversity, because I think that's what this is all about as well, isn't it? And interestingly enough, I've just, um, this is, something I'm a bit passionate about because of my autistic um, background. Oh. So I don't know if there's a PT out there who uh, caters for autistic people, but that would be interesting as well. But um, I think if you, if you, if you become aware of the needs of a specific, um, I would say um, group of people, I mm. think you also become an ally of all the people who don't fit. So I think, you and I actually independently are doing a lot for each other's community, even if we don't realize it. So mm. um, I, I suppose if a, a personal trainer or someone in the fitness industry was coming to watch this video, what uh, what would be the your advice to them as to how they can be more inclusive? Oh, that is a good question. Or, um, or is that, do you feel I'm, comfortable I guess it... answering it? Yeah. No, no, no. I know. Sorry, I'm, I'm very comfortable uh, uh, to answer that. Um, I think part. First of all, it depends on the market or the niche you're working with. Let's say you want them to be more inclusive for your community. Right. Um, I get, again, and it depends who the person is. But I'm I, like my instant thought was, okay, a straight man walking, wanted, a straight trainer wanting to work with gay people, which would be fabulous. If, but the point is. it's just about listening and also not relying on it's being able to relearn your beliefs um, and and being okay with being challenged on what you might've previously believed or might've previously held true about people, community, like their approach um, or or however they act. Um, So, Go on. Let's reframe it maybe in the in the context of a gym rather than yeah. a PT, because yeah. I would personally think it's better if someone goes to a gay PT if they're gay because they will be understood better. Yes. But but gyms, yeah. you don't you know I don't think there's gay gyms yet yet, and and maybe there should be. Um, but but let let's suppose we're talking to people who who run gyms or who are in the fitness industry generally. Yep. Okay. That. Um... In term in terms of say that specific example, a real I've meant well something I thought would be really useful would be very simply add pronouns to someone's name badge. Now, by amazing coincidence, yesterday Virgin Atlantic launched a campaign with more gender inclusive uh, clothing for their uh, flying staff and option. But again, and maybe it should be optional, but optional pronoun badges. Uh, which you don't have to wear, but it, the thing about pronouns, it's it's a shorthand for you are safe with me. I get you. And that's why I like them. Um, but equally then, I guess if people didn't wear them, like it would be like, like I don't have all the answers. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Um, what can so that's, do? That's a good point. You know, offering the option for people to yeah. um, ask them their pronouns. Yeah. That's already quite more, more inclusive. And exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, if, <laughs> you, this, do you know what? This is good because I don't, I've never, because I've never worked in the gym. So I haven't actually thought 
specifically how a gym could be more inclusive. Um, but you've gone to one as a gay man, and maybe there's things that that jumped at you that you you would like them to hear. I, I suppose you could start there rather than putting yourself in the position of someone who works there. Good point. Um, so uh, specific classes. Well, well, training for the staff, first off, about understanding body types and understanding trans people because it's, it's not going to go away. And trans people have every right to feel just as comfortable in a, in a gym environment. And obviously gyms have traditionally been seen as more old school masculine. So it's it's not a it's not a massive leap to assume oh well gyms therefore will be homophobic biphobic transphobic misogynistic so yeah do you know what i think it starts at the top and it starts with gyms explicitly saying you are welcome here mm. and yeah and and making it clear that that is always that yeah that that uh, to, to be honest, I think if a gym put the, their flag in the sand and said, this is who we are, I think that would be an amazing thing, like for their success as well, because obviously trans people make up a tiny percentage of the community, but more and more there is amazing support for them just in terms of they just want to live a norming, normal, boring, happy life like everyone else. And just the acknowledgement of that, I think would be amazing that like proper inclusivity and I well, and then non-binary changing rooms or giving people that third option would be amazing yeah, because absolutely. it's just, uh, yeah, it just, it just softens it. It makes it, yeah, it's not about male, female. It's about giving people, softening the edges and giving people the, the option to choose. And I think that would be really powerful. Yeah, I like that. I really do. And maybe also using more, not in a tokenistic way, but using more images of people who are more diverse Yes. Uh, in their body types and in their body shapes and all the rest. So, um, okay. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot to think about around that topic. And I'm sorry I put you in the hot seat like that. No, without, it's good. With no preparation, but I think it's a good conversation we've had. And hopefully um, that conversation can continue in other circles, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean... I, I'm actually. I love that you've asked me that. I'm going to go away and think because there will be so many more things. I love being creative and coming up with solutions and ideas. So, and I might even just go and start pitching them to gyms and see if hire yeah. me as your diversity inclusion person. Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's that's job. what I saw. That's what I saw. <laughs> that's exactly what I saw, and um, I think that would be amazing. Or even if there was an LGBT gene, you know, like. Yeah a chain for LGBT people who can go there and just turn up as they are and don't feel that they have to fit in the binary world that we live in. Yeah. Do you know what? That uh, just one last thing that gyms could do. And, and again, it's hard for this to, uh, one thing that um, a lot of straight people never realize and, and they believe, and again, sweeping generalization, but they believe you come out only once you come out to your family and that's it. And maybe your friends and that's it. But it's not true. As a gay man, I come out every day, multiple times sometimes. Like a, uh, someone at the supermarket asked me about my girlfriend or in a taxi or anywhere. Like, And yeah. these are moments where we have a choice. Do we go with it? Do we just bluff it? Do we what? Do we lie? Like, And this, there is a moment of stress for that, for most people, because it isn't a once and done. It's a continual thing. So some element of 
I, yeah, I guess teaching person like if we're going back to the gyms just quickly, teaching personal trainers not to not to assume a man has a girlfriend and a and a woman has a husband or a boyfriend, and just to say, and use words like, "Do you have a partner?" For example, just gives people that option with about as opposed to putting them on the spot, and that again can go a long way. That was gold. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so I think I'm gonna love. Um, thank you for coming. It was a very spontaneous gathering, let's say. Uh, I feel that there might be a second one. There's, there might be a second one around that specific topic that we touched upon a little bit. Love it. Um, uh, because I'm all for, as I said, and also want to promote voices of diverse voices as well in my business. Oh, so um, we'll have a little chat after we start yeah. the video. Well, vice um, versa. I'm sure I could help you out as well with my connections as well. So okay, let's keep talking. So, Let's stop the oh no before you go before we stop the recording can you tell people where they can find you online what's your website etc and then I'll obviously put it in the chat box as well oh thank you so um on Instagram Facebook and Twitter I'm at fitter you global I wanted fitter confident you but it was too long <laughs> so it's fitter and then you fitter you global uh, website is fitterconfidentyou.net I know, very trendy, .net, not .com. Um, and the book as well is on Amazon. If yes. you just search my name, Matt Boyles, or Fitter Confident yeah. Universe. Um, and it's honestly, for it's a handbook for everyone. People who might not be able to see us, I will say, um, actually, they, they have the title. They should be able to find it. Okay. I, I can give you the link as well. Okay. <laughs> but it's All a handbook right. for anyone. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, and, and I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I, and you should. So many people uh -huh. say they will write books and they don't. I think um, I think that's something to definitely celebrate. Thank and I you. love the cover with the, with the LGBT flag. Okay, we'll stop the recording now. Thank you so much for Thanks, coming. Thanks, Ange. Bye, everyone. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.